Hello everyone and welcome to By the Book. This is a continuation of our NaNoWriMo mini-series. This is episode 3 and this will be our wrap-up show. This week I'm of course joined by Becky. Yay, hello, sorry. <laughs> Chris. Hello. And Jamie. Woo! Uh, Hi. I wish I didn't say yay to my own name. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I was planning on wooing oh, anyway, great, it was okay. great. It's like, Becky, you've set me up. <laughs> you're, just, you're just excited to be you. And I dig that. <laughs> so we have taken some time off after the end of the NaNoWriMo writing experience. Uh, how, how does everyone feel afterwards? Kind of after the big push to hit some of those word counts. If we got to. Which we oh, totally yeah. got to. Which we Chris. totally got to. <laughs> Let's talk to Chris. He, he probably hit I mean, his yeah, word count. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I exceeded it. Ooh. I can't Ooh. actually remember by how much though, so I'm going to quickly look that up. <laughs> <laughs> by 312 I ended up having a bit of a how much would you like to stalk me <laughs> <laughs> hey as part of the minimal amount of prep I do for this show I did open everybody's NaNoWriMo um, account I was like, That's... Jamie hasn't declared his wait you have to declare it on the website I've not yeah. declared my final word count um, I haven't I... you because at the moment you're on 18,913 i more than that to be fair, part of the reason mine is on there is because you get a little certificate at the end when you hit 50,000. So I was like, That's I want so my certificate. <laughs> what? I never need... Oh, I need to... Fine, I, I know for next year now. Because I'm all about those certificates. <laughs> it's on my door mm. in my room. Mm. Give me a piece of paper that validates Please. me. Please. I think I, I was using a bit of um, uh, productivity software and it gives you a load of little certificates for doing a load of benign things. I got really excited because you basically open it, do the first... No, hang on. It wasn't product. It was Storium because it gives you all those achievements yeah. for like doing the tutorial and everything. Yeah. And I was there like, oh, validate my, ex- <laughs> my existence. <laughs> so what were you going to say, Becky, about your, your crazy yeah, I ended November? Yeah, a bit of a crazy November. Um, a lot crazier than anticipated, so I couldn't quite commit to it like I'd wanted to. Um, but I hmm. still got like the largest word count I've ever gotten in my life on one kind of book. Um, I got to about yeah. 27,000 in the end, which is well over, you know, is is over halfway. Um, yeah, so I was pretty chuffed with that. And it is about, I mean, I think the longest story to date before this one was about 2,500 maybe, like at a push. Um because as we've discussed before, you are a specialist at short stories. Yeah, and that's where I feel most comfortable. But um, but since November finished, I've actually... So at the end of November, yeah, I was about 27,000 something. Um, but I'm now at 30,000 because I write a bit more over the last few weeks, which is really nice. Oh, wonderful. Um, I kind of revisited it again because I was just thinking, I was just daydreaming and then I realised that I was daydreaming about one of my characters. And I was like, I was like <laughs> maybe I like her a bit more than I thought I did. Um, so yeah, I went to my old progressive sci-fi world again because it it's nicer than here, even though it's taken over by aliens. <laughs> well, at least they've got organ- organized government, is what I was going to say. Um... <laughs> no, they don't really. <laughs> oh, satire! Ooh. The first and last instance <laughs> of this. Uh, I had a quick read of mine before we started up, and I realised how badly. I write without double checking because, as uh, someone with dyslexia, I recheck a lot of my stuff anyway for flow, 
and there are just some there are some horrible sentences in here and I'm not willing to read them out uh, but I have put <laughs> I have put the link in the previous show so you are able to go there um, and I was reading through and I was basically trying to analyze why I didn't do as well mainly because of time constraints in November and I think I didn't have the right tools at, at the time I wasn't able to do a lot of writing whilst um, I was working long hours to complete some stuff but now I've got a little um, little netbook laptop thing that I can write on without it being connected to my work laptop because I felt a bit weird about writing on my work laptop to do this now I've got yeah. that that's really good but I was reading through and I just don't think the theme that I wanted to get uh, really translates to a fantasy universe because I wanted to show how things like dyslexia are uh, or some kind of mental uh, different mindedness is difficult for people who are in a universe that's set up to achieve excellence in particular ways and I just don't think it was a theme that could carry across well in a swords and magic universe Okay. I feel like it could I'm not Maybe. saying, I'm not saying... In, a diff- in a vastly different way I think you have to be very very removed from it and have it almost um, analogy rather than direct representation yeah, I couldn't turn around and say, Erst, hand me your sabre. Oh, which one's that one? My dyslexia swapped the letters round. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could say it's dyslexia. I, I'd have to give him, as you say, something analogous, which would work in context with the rest of the universe. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's the main failing of why I didn't reach the word score. But I am proud of myself for actually getting something down. Uh, what did I get to in the end? As everybody else's up, but not my own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think discussing with you guys and looking at how you've, uh, especially Chris, when you had a lot of your scenes planned well ahead of time, so when it actually came for you to writing, all you needed to do was look at what's this scene need to achieve, where do I need to end up, and then everything can pour through there. Whereas I felt like I was planning and writing at the same time and maybe that was too much work to do straight off yeah i feel like if you haven't written before it's quite a big ask to get your brain as somebody you know as you say you do have dyslexia so writing isn't necessarily where you feel most comfortable i feel like for you it might be better to approach it as chris did and have it quite quite structured Mm. so that you can you know you feel a bit more supported while you're while you're writing if that makes sense yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Well, so it's, it's one of the reasons why um, I th- I'm quite surprised I managed to complete this one because my normal process is exactly what you did, Sam, where it's kind of that discovery as you write, whereas this time I did a lot yes. more planning than I normally would. And I think that was probably the one reason I was like, I didn't have every scene kind of mapped out, but I have my big moments. So I was like, I can discover the points between it, but I do know where it's going. And yeah. that was enough direction that I didn't, meander off into a completely different tangent and forget that I had a plot which is what I normally do <laughs> I had literally nothing when I started I had Sam's um, writing prompt and that was it and I've whenever I've tried to write novels and it hasn't worked I've overplanned. so for me I think that's not necessarily the way to go but um, but it really my book really did get away from me at a lot of points was before or after the prime minister 
with the, oh, God. With the illegal activities and the, the drugging. It's so severe. <laughs> really, I just want to hear it's about so the Prime severe. Minister. so severe. Like, she is a naughty bird. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to stop her because she's really cool with it. So, who am I to stop her? Well, that would really make life a lot easier because the book could have ended by now. If she I mean, you're the writer, so, you know, you, 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 that's the definitive I... you could stop her. Touching on that, that's something I found quite interesting talking to you guys when you said, oh, this character just this just happened and I was like I can't imagine in my books the char- uh, any of the characters that I'm writing have so much agency that they do their own thing and it makes logical sense because you're like well this character would definitely do this and this character would definitely do that but when you're writing them and you find that they're behaving in a way that you didn't expect at first that that sounds interesting to me and it's not something I've I've experienced yet but it was really mm. cool to hear from you guys I don't yeah. feel like it's necessarily that the characters themselves are doing stuff. Well, sometimes, but for me, mostly, it's um, I never thought that my characters would be in the situation that they're in. So when they don't react the way I thought they would, it's because they're kind of in a situation that I could have never foreseen them being in. So it's more the story itself. Well, so I think it's a mixture of that and also um, having that moment when you get to a point that even if it's a moment you planned, something that you may have briefly mentioned uh, three, four, twenty chapters ago suddenly just pops into your head while you're writing it and they're like, oh, yeah, that derails all of this. It's that sudden remembrance of, oh, yeah, I did say that a while ago. It wasn't a huge thing, but it really does come into play here massively. Yeah, it does matter here. What about you, Jamie? Mm. So I... Obviously joined a little bit late, so I'm, I'm, I was about to start reeling off excuses. So basically, I I reached about thirteen, fourteen thousand words, awesome. so well short of the the fifty thousand. But kind of similarly to you, Becky, I've not ever written anything that long it's before. Still awesome, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was talking. Me and Sam were talking last night, and I, I think the thing for me was that I hadn't. I enjoy writing, and I hadn't done it in a long time. You know, just sort of life gets in the way a bit, and it was a really nice. Um, really nice experience just to get back into it and I'm, I'm very excited to not only see if I can carry on this novel and see where it goes but to do it again next year so I'm, I'm taking that positive away Awesome Moving on to next year I mean it's very easy for us to do this now but I'm, I'm tempted to go round the circle and say you know, what would you do next year because I've got because ne- uh, next year I definitely do more of the planning and I think I'd I think I'd do some more reading about the concept I wanted. Although, you know, I'm quite—I wouldn't say a well, a, you know, well-read fantasy uh, enthusiast, but I am very familiar with the tropes. I've read quite a few books, and I'm definitely not a novice. But I found myself when I was writing, I was like, I actually don't know about this, or I don't know about that. So I'd possibly do some more reading about maybe institutions or some kind of fake magic-y stuff. Like, I'd definitely do some <laughs> more background research and then, obviously, the planning. And then I and then I think the theme that I wanted to maybe was a bit loftier than my what I can achieve at this scale. Maybe I, on the next go-through, I should try something a little bit easier just to kind of go through the motion Get of doing a it. whole... Yeah, because I, I do want to write a book about dyslexia and how, and how it kind of sits... Uh, with a personality but I don't think I'm I haven't got those tools yet to tell that narrative I think I could possibly tell a narrative of 
dragon steals princess and warriors go <laughs> save her. Yes, it's trite, but I think... But you know just, it. Exactly. Going through that and doing it, even if it's vanilla, uh, would allow me to get to a complete stage where I'm like, okay, I understand where a full book is now. How do I get you to... You learn the tools a bit for how to do that longer novel, I guess, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's what I do next year. A lot more research, a bit more planning. Uh, I think the only research I, I did passively was about swords because I'm quite into humour <laughs> and sword stuff anyway, so there's a whole, there's yeah, a whole chapter about anyway. swords. Yeah, it's my life. I mean, <laughs> if it's about bees next year, I'm in. So, uh, <laughs> Becky, what would you do next year? Um, well, it depends on if I've managed to finish this year's. Um, <laughs> I think I've had an idea in my head for a really long time, and I, I like it, and I think it could be really good. So I feel like I'm, I might try and use NaNoWriMo as an excuse to do that one. Okay. Um, it's about these two ghosts, and they live in the same house. And then um, there's that thing. I think uh, it's an American Horror Story, mm-hmm. Chris, um, where the ghosts can leave the place they haunt once a year oh, on yeah. Halloween. Um, and it's just these two two ghosts that live in the same house, and each Halloween they get to go out somewhere. So it's about them kind of choosing where their one place is going to be and then going and doing it. So it's kind of coming of agey, but they're already dead kind of stuff. That could be really interesting, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so it's quite a nice, simple story. It's, um, you know, it'd just be a two-hander, maybe with some flashbacky stuff. But I think that the dynamic between them could be interesting enough that you don't necessarily need to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think I'll probably do something like that because it's been in my head for ages. I've just never done anything with it, so it'd be quite interesting to see where it went. And if a Prime Minister turns up, I'm sure it <laughs> What what would no? I think I think that should be a recurring author trait. <laughs> She's just in the background Some of every scene. Prime Minister comes in. Yeah, exactly. How what would you actually do differently in terms of style, Becky? Like in terms of your process this time, like compared to this time and next time, like what um, would you change about how you go about it? I feel like I feel like what I do is, I think maybe not necessarily in my style or anything because I'm quite. I'm set in my ways, um, but I think I would probably do more of a daily workout goal thing because um, it's really helped me work out how my brain works. I've done a lot of re- work recently just kind of figuring out how I respond to things and, and how best to set up my work life to kind of complement the way my brain works. So I feel like um, doing a kind of daily workout thing and instead of saying, oh, I'll find the time, making the time. Because I think that that's what I'm quite bad at sometimes. I get carried away and I'll be doing other things. I'm like, no, you could have done that because you've been faffing on one email for half an hour that you don't actually need to reply to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like just having the same time slot every day maybe or maybe waking up before work to do it. I think I need to make time for it because that's what I couldn't do this time. That's fair. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think you can find the time to do anything in your day, but it. But yeah. you're right; it's more of an active thing than as opposed to oh, it's yeah. going to happen to be. I will sit down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's making the time, not finding it, but making it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's what I do, and and maybe just 
try and keep the story small. Because I do this every time. It just becomes really grand. You know, a, a nice story about a bunch of books going missing turned into a full-scale invasion, and I would quite like to just keep it keep it a bit smaller, maybe. Just stop escalating, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because it's just endless. <laughs> Chris, what would you do next year? Well, considering the, the one that I did this year was an idea that I've been kicking around for a two years now I think I think next time the thing I'd want to do more is probably maybe a week before the beginning of November just the same kind of what Becky um, well what a few of you did this time of have here is a prompt but I'd then spend a week before I actually start writing just doing the same kind of planning I did this time of going right where am I ending up here's my basics throw it all together so I'm not spending too long on the planning because obviously like I said I didn't do all I have is my mind map this time, but it is an idea I've been kicking around for two years, so there's a lot of stuff filtered in the back of my head that, because it's been such a long time, as I'm going through, I was there going, oh, this was supposed to be in there, and I look back and go, actually, I didn't put any of this stuff in the foundation of the story because it was in my head, I kind of assumed I'd put it in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do so that. I, I, I just kind of assume that... Yeah. I assume that Becky's got it all figured out, and she hasn't. I, <laughs> I quite like to do something that's a bit more, because this one, I think originally the concept was supposed to be more psychological horror than it actually turned out to be. It's much more of a family drama, um, just with horror elements. Whereas I actually would love to do something that's a bit more psychological horror, kind of in the vein in the vein of things like The Mist, stuff like that. A bit more. Mm. It's about the people, not about the events, but it's the way the people react and all the rest of it. That kind of thing is what I'd like to play with. Your writing style suits that doesn't it yeah i think it does but i think my problem is i tried to like lean too heavily on my characters that i don't let the rest of the story speak for itself and i i something like psychological horror you need the reader to feel the experience that they're not just seeing what the characters you need them in it as well because you want that question of how would i be in that situation would i cope would I not how would I deal with it if I survived etc etc and I think I lean so heavily on my characters and their personal experience of it that it can be difficult to evoke that kind of setting and atmosphere hmm that's an interesting problem I guess yeah. Jamie next year what are you doing what am I doing well, well I am very much agreeing with the planning um, point you made, Sam. Um, kind of my it was kind of my problem this year, as we spoke about in one of the earlier podcasts, was that I was almost I was discovery writing a little bit, and I'm, it's not me normally. I'm normally quite I like spend too much time on world building and and planning what I want to do. So with the mind of of not going too far on the world building sort of side this time you know you spend what you spend like two weeks going learning all about the different economic and political systems in this place (laughs) but you've actually written bugger all um i would like to plan out you know i definitely use the sort of mind mapping uh tools that chris um showed us earlier on in in the nanorimo um process to sort of plan out what i want to do in terms of genre and style, um, I'm not entirely sure at this point. I, I don't have a specific idea that I want to kick off now, but I might, I might return back to fantasy just because that's 
Oh, well, it's my staple, but I don't know. I we'll just see, we'll like see it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just nice, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If, if I get a specific idea and want to run with it, then I'll go for that. But equally, I, I'll, I think I'll be quite happy doing the same again, where someone or gives me a concept or I find one somewhere and run with that. But as I guess in, in line with kind of what Chris just said, I wouldn't want to just spend too long planning it at the start. I'd maybe spend a week or two before. Okay. Start of November, just to figure out where it's going to go. We'll I see. feel like this time we've we've got a bit more because it was a, a bit last minute for everyone. Yeah. Um, I feel like if we go into even October, knowing okay, I'm going to try and do NaNoWriMo this year, then yeah. you you have extra like thought time just to sit with your brain and like get yourself ready for it and plan things for it and you know look at what you're going to be doing in november and stuff and just be a bit more aware of it whereas this time we just kind of went okay let's do it okay go <laughs> yeah i think one of the things i was bad for like i i'm, I'm bad at procrastinating anyway so when it did come to me be going right you need to sit down you need to write i i almost didn't want to spend those sessions planning a lot because i then mm. feel like i haven't done anything so I think I was sometimes guilty of just trying to get words down on the page without always knowing where it was going. So, oh, I've got I, yeah, I've got so I'm many right. scenes in mind that I'm there like you are just here to fill in space so that I didn't get to this next point. <laughs> <big enough." laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a few of those. The amount of times she takes the same box out of the cupboard and then looks through it for a bit and then puts it back is a little <laughs> bit insulting to the reader. <laughs> You know what's in that box? Why are you taking it out again? <laughs> so she's like, oh, I can finish this later because I'm in the back of my head going, she might need to fill in some time. <laughs> <laughs> I may need some extra words out of this. <laughs> it was more a pacing issue for me because there was so much of her not talking to anyone. I was just there going, yep, the next thing I need to do is like halfway through the story, I'm at 10,000 words. I need to fill space. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with any of the what we've written, I mean, I've only done a poetry three thousand words. Uh, Chris, are you looking to do anything with this going forward, or are you just happy with it as as kind of its own encapsulated project of a story that you've wanted to do for a while, and happy that it's actually somewhere now, or um, would you want to move through? I have decided that I'm taking February as a kind of secondary nano because my <laughs> The only way I can edit it effectively because of the amount of changes that I know that it needs is to basically just start from scratch and go again. Okay. So I'm going to take February um, and because now I know exactly what the beats are and I know the stuff that I need to add and I know which bits worked and which bits don't. I've got so much of a better idea of it this time. It's, it's going to be editing through rewriting rather than trying to get a first draft out. So. That's my plan. I want to. I'd like to get it into some kind of a polished product. I guess, I guess the issue you're wanting to avoid when you're editing is that you would leave. When I when I find myself editing documents or stories that I've written, is that I just leave bits in, and then when you've taken out something, it doesn't always flow as nicely as you want it to. It can be a bit stochastic. Well, for me, it's more a case of there's a lot of stuff that I need to put in, so. Oh, okay. because, just because, there's, like I said earlier, there's a lot of stuff that I had in the back of my head, things that explained why the main character was a certain way, things about her relationship with her mother that I I should have put in at the beginning, 
that didn't because I kind of forgot that I hadn't. So in order to get those in, mm-hmm. as soon as I start inserting those moments, the rest of it needs to change anyway to adapt to that. Yeah. So I may as well just kind of start from the beginning and do all of the changes at once rather than adding one bit in, edit everything to match, add the next bit in, edit everything to match. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I used to mock my cousin for doing. It's how she rewrites. She um, ri- she ritualistically <laughs> burns her first draft and then she begins the second. Oh my God. That's that amazing. Makes me nervous. She does. Um, yeah, ha- she handwrites everything, and they're like one hundred and eighty thousand words each. I'm terrified for her wrists in later life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can pretty much say goodbye problem. to them now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, anybody else? Um, obviously, I know you've said that. Like Becky said, that I think um, that you want to kind of continue, and Jamie said this, that he might do the same thing, but like. Do you want to just kind of get to the end or are you also looking to get to that kind of this is a polished product state? Um, I feel like in in the back of my mind I want a polished product um, but in the kind of more objective uh, realistic mind I just kind of want to get to the end to begin with and then to kind of look at it and go is it worth <laughs> polishing um yeah I, f- I feel like i'm still quite invested in the story and my mind does wander back to it every now and then so i feel like it's worth continuing um but i just have no idea what's going on so <laughs> so it's a bit interesting but i'm quite enjoying that actually because i never really know what's going to come next and then it just kind of happens and then that's great so we'll have to see but yeah i feel like i'll, I'll get to fifty thousand which hopefully won't take too long, and then kind of figure out what I want to do then or, or see how far away from the end I am because I don't, I don't know how we're going to get there. <laughs> but, you know, I think, it, I think I'm interested enough in, in it that I want to find out, I guess. That's good. What about you, Jamie? Yeah. I think for, yeah, I think for me... Um... I'm less worried about say hitting a word count now. I, I want to. I do want to carry it on and see if I can get it to a place where I feel like it's finished. Um, whether that takes you know another ten thousand words or a hundred thousand or whatever. Mm. Um, I, I think it'd just be nice for an achievement for myself just to feel like I'd finished a story, and then from there, kind of review it and see like, is it even worth like trying to polish this up or you know is it one you put down to experience that you've written a story used the lessons you've learned from it to write something better I, I, I'll have to say I think because I'm not you know I'm only about 12 13,000 words in or whatever I'm probably a little bit too early to say yeah yeah you but, don't know how you're yeah. feeling yet <laughs> yeah exactly um, which is fair what about you yeah. Sam oh I'm I'm really happy for mine to die I, this story, this story was an interesting project for me to get started, okay. but I cannot. It hasn't gained any traction. I feel it hasn't really. I haven't got any spark into it. Like I need to see where these characters to need, are going. Mm. So that's I'm just thinking if you if you don't feel like if you're not enjoying writing it, someone's not going to enjoy reading it, are they? So yeah, you, probably the right thing to do then. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm really happy that I managed to put down a load of words that made sense, kind of, in an order. <laughs> uh, next year, I'm definitely looking at trying to 
get a full story out there. But I'm I'm happy with what that is, which is a testament to I can do something. I mean, I hadn't hadn't reached a word count, but it was just that first kind of chip away. Well, this thing uh, it's, it's the fact that knowing that you can. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and I think that's uh, which is the kind of the last subject I was going to touch on in this show. What I brought away from it is knowing that if I figure out I've got enough time for a side, a creative side project, because I don't really have, I'm, I don't wouldn't accredit myself as a creative person. Uh, I can't can't do dancing. You are. But I found it. Uh, but what I mean is, like, I can <laughs> if I get. If I go to where my office is early enough, I get like an hour and a half to do some writing in the morning if I can. And I've got a story, I've got some stories to tell. And that's what I've really brought away is just finding that I can do something whilst having a lot of other stuff to do. Yeah. That's, a, that's really cool because it's because I found that as well, actually. I was like, oh, I can find time for something if I actually find time for it yeah and i didn't do it as much as i would have liked but i can do that which is quite nice mm. but i've also taken away from it um it's kind of because i've always loved reading but i'd had a bit of a slow spell with reading um but since then i've just i've read like three books Nice. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been bossing books recently. And Yeah, me uh, and Sam have a book club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Cheers club that beats invite. me with yeah, when I don't fair. read the book. <laughs> uh, but then yeah, all... so I've just kind of reconnected with that, that love again and I'm I'm looking forward to my next book all the time and um and I feel like that's because of NaNoWriMo because I was like, I kept on getting to these moments where I'd think what would happen in a book? You know like you know when you just feel like you yeah. haven't read enough books to write a book? <laughs> and I kept on feeling like that. I was like, I don't know what other authors would do here. And I know it doesn't necessarily matter. It's about what you would do. But sometimes it does help to have an understanding of how other authors work. Or One of my favourite quotes. How they quotes, group words together. My favourite quote is, um, good writers copy, great writers steal. Yes. Yeah, and it's so good. And, and, you know, no matter what creative thing you want to do, you should go out and consume as much of that thing as possible. And I feel like um, there were times in my NaNoWriMo where I was, you know, just very aware that I hadn't done as much reading as I normally did. Um, So I've kind of reconnected with that, which is quite lovely. I I think that you're right. You kind of look at other authors and see what they're doing. I found that especially interesting for a book that we read together, The Lies of Locke Lamora. Uh, which is Scott Lynch, according to my bookshelf. Um, the Gentleman Bastard. The Gentleman Bastards. But I I picked up that so book good. and I was I was really struggling to get through the first chapter and I basically went, it's too stodgy, and put it down. But then when I read the rest of the book, I understood that that first stodgy first chapter was almost the mechanic of this world is difficult, this world is complex, and this world is dark. And that first chapter was like, you have to understand this going into the rest of the book. The rest of the book's a breeze, but that first one's full of terms you don't know, people you don't get to explore, Mm. and concepts that aren't thoroughly fleshed out. But that's all it's doing, is introducing the mechanic of how the reader experiences something to colour the rest of the book. 
Now, I'm not saying that's a mechanic that I can do, but it's interesting to see an author doing that as a way of getting you into a theme. Well, it's also, it, doesn't, it also works as a kind of... In the same way that in a computer game, the um, mechanics can reflect the story in that respect, the writing is reflecting it so that you could easily go into that going, I do not think I would enjoy this experience. So then you don't mm. push on with it because you might get to the end and go, yeah, no, I hated that experience because it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> it's that first, it's, the, it's downloading the demo. Is what yeah. it is. It's that weird double edge because some books you pick up and you just think, this is just crap. And I, fa- I honestly thought that with Liza Lock Lamora. I was like, I- I'm not getting into it. It's too, I've got too much to juggle. But then after wading through that, the rest of the book was better because of it. Whereas some books you pick up and it's just awful and you just keep reading and you're like, it's still awful. Why am I reading it? Because you're hoping for the <laughs> no, good bits to come out. But yeah, it's, I find that an interesting thing. Chris, what did you get out of this as a project? I know you do a lot of long form writing anyway, so it's not exactly off the beaten track for you but was it did you find it interesting doing a shorter story and more importantly a singular novel yeah this is what i I quite liked and it's something that i want to take forward is that i like the fact that i could explore things in a less safe way with this character because i knew Mm. that i didn't need her to be sane or comfort competent or even alive potentially at the end of it I was able to take more risk with that. I was there. I was capable to go. I can push this woman right to the edge, and I don't need to know that she comes back or not. I can see what happens with that. Whereas I'm so normally like, oh, but I can, I'm going to be doing this later, and I'm going to be doing that later. And they're like, well, one way or another, she has to be ready for that. So therefore, this can't go that far. It was nice to be able to have that freedom yeah. to be like, I can destroy her understanding of the world because I don't need her to be... <laughs> I can kill you, bitch. Yeah, it's that kind of... Like, obviously, I wasn't going to do it for the sake of doing it. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of nice to know that I could tread that close to the edge and I didn't have to f- have in the back of my mind a way to bring her back. That it was okay yeah. to let her lose herself in it. Um, if she lost her mind then that's what the story needed then that's something you could do exactly. you didn't need her in three books time to be sane and competent exactly it's, one, so it's something that I want to kind of take forward um, I want to essentially kind of steal an idea from Stephen King and do the whole loads of different stories all set in the same place I want to do that kind oh, of cool. and exploring the idea of a location as a character through these multiple different stories Kind of, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever read Jeff Vandermeer, but he does a fantastic thing with um, In the City of Saints and Madmen, which is essentially a few short stories all about this one city of Ambergris that the city itself has. It, it's, the, the book is titled after the city, not after any of the characters. Right. It's that kind right. of. I want to see if I can do that. Okay. That's so cool. you, uh, would it be on this particular novel that you're using that as. As the base plate, or would you? That is part of my resist. That's part of my rewrite. (laughs) Ah, Part of my rewrite is to expand a little bit further, mainly because at the moment it does feel really a little bit too isolated. It's just her in this house. It could be anywhere. It doesn't. At the moment, it doesn't matter where the house is, and that Mm. makes it a bit too detached for the story I'm trying to tell anyway. So I want to spend a bit more time fleshing out the town around her and how her and her mother fit into it or don't fit into it. And then that sets up the groundwork for what I do later as well. Very cool. I like that. That's the plan. It's quite nice to kind of have that um, that kind of template almost. 
So, you, you know, at, at the start of a new idea or a new book, you have, well, I know the setting. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's a few things that I could link into it. So you never really sort of without everything, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's exactly what's... I think that's, it's quite nice it's... to have a... A template going. Yeah, it's, it's it's also just handy for the reader as well. It's the same. It's the reason why Stephen King has Derry. It's the location in Stand by Me. It's it. It's Needful Things. All of it's the same town, and it gives the the reader that opportunity if they follow that author to be. I know this place. I don't need to figure out how it works. I can go. I can then focus yeah. just on the story. Jamie, what did you pull from this particular project, either literary or kind of productivity wise? Um, I think it would probably be I'd land more on the productivity side just learning how how I don't work well at times and like some of the tips that we took on board from having this sort of forum to, to discuss things was really helpful for me and I think, um, it's, I think it's important to understand where and how you fail in particular things, that's why I'm kind of happy with that book as it is, I'm like right, that's a testament to my unsuccess even not lack of success but where i failed and, and what my limits are and that's almost more important to finding out how i succeed yeah you need, you need you need to go through failure to be able to learn what you know works for you i think so so yeah i i, I think i've learned some things which will work for me and some which won't so um i think becky made a good point before you know making time as opposed to finding time being a good one um yeah, uh, in terms of literature, I'd probably be struggling. Um, I, that was my first attempt at writing a sci-fi, so I guess um, a couple of things I'll take away is things like not getting too bogged down in making sure that you know things make physical sense. Maybe you almost had a, an element of mysticism and, and magic about how this technology functions or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd let less or uh, more on the on the literary side I guess how about you Sam I think again just happy to do a side project uh, something that I can dedicate myself to and almost it's almost meditative in the way that you kind of section a part of your day daily to dedicating to a specific task and it doesn't need to be the same you're writing different scenes and you're doing different things but kind of dedicating that time a for yourself because writing is uh, as uh, one of the ladies who Becky interviewed writing is a lonely thing but that's if you're if you do it in the right way and as you say we've got this public forum you can discuss your ideas but it is important to kind of section some time away for yourself each day and that's what I found quite interesting about it I was like look okay. I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a run I'm going to go do work I'm going to talk to those people but like the next hour and a half I'm just going to sit on my own and work through this and I found it really nice cool it is lovely isn't it because yeah. you kind of feel like you I don't know sometimes I feel a bit obligated to you know do things either for other people or you know you know, when it is nice to like yeah section that time off and say you know what no I'm going to be doing this thing for the next yeah. hour and then you can just like turn off your phone or something and that's quite nice and you can just detach completely I, I think that's quite lovely I feel like you need to do that every now and then for sure for sure I have, I have one final question for the group are we doing this again next year? yes 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, Perfect. sure. Uh, and I'd like to do it again in this format of the podcast. I find it worked very well. This it time, really I'll, helped. This it really time, helped. Really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year I could have a regular rotor. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could do Maybe like next year we'll do it all during November. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Saucy. Uh, but I want to say thank you ever so much for coming along with me on this journey. I, I really wanted to select you guys to write with and discuss these with because I enjoy what you write and I enjoy how your minds work. So thank you very much for being uh, my guests on this show. And oh, we'll, thanks, we'll start this up again next year, and we'll plan ahead the next time. I think it's because I had the Yay. I think I had the idea to do the podcast or well, this mini series in about late October, and then we were it was like, really at the end of October. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. <laughs> but fantastic. So I think I think you were at my house, weren't you? And you're just like, do you know I was like, yep. Well, we've got <laughs> ten months of planning now, guys. Is that enough? Like I might have finished my first one by then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you very much from me. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Becky. Thanks. Chris? Thank you very much. And Jamie? Thank you very, very much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I made myself giggle. Oh, you do that all the time, Becky. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Sam at the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us for the NaNoWriMo experiment, and we'll probably be doing it again next year, hopefully. Also going forward, we're probably going to release our episodes in series so that we can work on them in batch and we can release them at a steady, reliable rate. I'd like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of our intro and outro music, which is non-stop, which is released under the Creative Commons license. See more below. If you'd like to join the discussion, we're on Facebook at ByTheBookCast, on email, ByTheBookCast at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments, queries, and other questions, and SoundCloud, where you're probably listening, by the book Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and I'll leave you with an interview that Becky did. Goodbye. So you've just reached a milestone. I have. I just got 35,000 words. Amazing. You are like 20,000 words ahead of me right now. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I think it's mainly like what you know you're doing with your story. It sort of gets difficult once you start comparing to people. I think so. Yeah, we were just saying about the sort of competition edge and it's not really there, is it? It, Like, there's someone on our Facebook group who is very far ahead and I don't like her posts (laughs) Um, yeah she reached 50k already and she's further I think um, I saw that yeah that doesn't make me happy you know everyone else I'm like you know like we're still all just ticking on and it like very much depends on what you're writing and we don't know like it could be that you're writing loads but it's not very good which is what I think of my one (laughs) but um, yeah that one I just like it's huh. me angry. <laughs> it's oh. me angry. Um, okay, so uh, is this your first time doing NaNoWriMo or have you done it before? It is my first time and it's my first novel as well. Oh, brilliant. Mine too. How are you finding it? Um, 
I, I signed up for several reasons. I kind of knew I needed a distraction. I've been working on this novel before. I had an earlier draft that I only got to 30,000 words and I kind of wanted to start doing it again and have like a reason to start doing it again and like a challenge. Um, but I also really wanted to engage with the nano community. I'd heard a lot of good things about it. Um, and yeah, I thought it, it is even better than I thought it would be. And it's really nice to have other people to talk to about, you know, writing a novel and everything else, because usually you're just on your own. Yes, this is the thing. I've, I've tried NaNoWriMo a couple of times before, but I've always fallen kind of at the first hurdles because I didn't know about the whole community around it. And now I've found this one this year is so much easier. <laughs> yeah. And you can kind of do yeah, the sure. group sprints and things like that. Yeah, sprinting is something I haven't done with creative writing before. And mm. that's um, it's a really good way for me to get words onto the page, actually. I really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's something that has also come out of the community, the method of just 20 minutes of throwing words onto the page and then stopping and having a break and then 20 minutes of like doing it again and then being able to look afterwards and be like, hey, I just got like, you know, 400 words, sometimes yeah. 600 words, depending on... How good a day it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what bit but, you're on. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so I think, I think you said earlier you're doing a sci-fi? Yeah, it's young adult more than sci-fi in terms of if you're going yeah if you're going to put it somewhere on a bookshop it would be it, yeah it will be in young adult um do you know the author scott westerfield i don't know um he wrote a trilogy called ugly to pretty specials probably that's the closest i've found to genre wise like on a bookshelf that's what it's sitting next to okay in my mind um so it's this sci-fi it's futuristic there's sort of a little bit of fantasy ish um but yeah mainly for young adult readers i would think but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you haven't finished it yet i haven't finished it and i have no idea you know like if a young adult would read it (laughs) yeah um and uh, have there been any other techniques that you've found have really helped you to get the words on the page or um so I have a I work full time during the week and I have a long commute into work and I find that um, 45 minutes to an hour in the car if the right music's playing can be a very good place to think of ideas mm. um, and I've actually just had a two and a half hour drive and as you can see I've got very messy writing on my hand from when I had plot ideas while I was driving so you get just get in a state of mind where you start thinking about things and ideas come to you but like when you're driving you, you can't really write them down so there's the pros and cons of that and then I get into work and then I have to start working and I don't have time to write down ideas so it's like good and bad and it's something that's kind of desperately hanging on to the ideas yeah sure oh brilliant okay um I think that's pretty much it but how's it going do you feel like it's going well yeah it is i think i want the full novel to be about 75 words so i won't be finished i won't have got to the end by the end of nano but i think it's going well i am getting more on the page but yeah as i said i i'm not too convinced about the quality yet <laughs> so um it's going to need a lot of editing but um but editing can wait yeah exactly <laughs> editing is waiting <laughs> Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. No worries. That's really good. Can we see if there's anyone else?